What's up? It's Ryan, ATX Metal Podcast, back with a special episode for a really good friend of mine, Matt Foreman. I've known the guy for a very long time. He was in Taking On Poseidon, which was one of the first bands that I was that I was uh, introduced to when I started covering the local metal scene back in late November 2014, early 2015. He has now basically given up everything material to a certain extent to go and audition for Crystal Lake vocalist. And that's what this episode is about, is to talk about his journey and, you know, where he came from as, as you know, little Matt Foreman to big Matt Foreman. And it's just so cool to hear his story and his dedication and commitment to his craft. So I felt like at a minimum, what I could do is, is just give him a platform to speak. So again, this is my buddy Matt trying to go and make it over in Tokyo, Japan as Crystal Lake's new vocalist. So here we go. happening my brother how are you i'm doing pretty swell man i uh i've only got one thing to think about this whole week so i guess i got a lot of room in my head (laughs) i would say that's either a good or a bad thing depending on which side of the fence you're on well right now i'm feeling pretty tough and and pretty humble so i think it's a good side well thanks you everybody for joining us this is a special uh episode uh a good friend of mine mr matt foreman that i've known for a long time he was in one of the very first local metal bands that I was ever introduced to, a band by the name of Taking On Poseidon. I think we met you guys late 2014, if I'm not mistaken. But I, Just about. I have seen you go through the progression of a metal artist here locally. And you, brother, you fight tooth and nail for your shit, I got to say. And the fact that you are basically putting it everything on the line to go to Japan, <laughs> motherfucking Japan, my dog, you're going, you're going over the Pacific to chase your dream. Cause we always hear about people coming to Austin, Texas to follow their dream. But now to hear someone locally going elsewhere is, is I, I, I we were sitting here earlier today talking and it just dawned on me. I was like, man, how can I help? you know, mad out. How can I? And I was like, Oh, Oh, this is easy. We'll just, we'll podcast about it. We'll let people know. So Matt, absolutely. tell us about what is ahead of you and we can kind of just chop it up over bits and pieces of like how you got to where you're at. Uh, yeah, man. I, uh, I feel like there's not enough opportunity, you know, just on our one rock, you know, we got a whole globe to think about. And, um, Deadmouth has started going pretty well behind the scenes. I'm finally vibing with some good, good guys. 
And then I wake up and I see this public opportunity that I thought was a fever dream at first. Um, and as far as Crystal Lake goes, man, I remember when I heard the song The Matrix, uh, about seven or eight years old now. I remember when that came out, somebody showed me this band and I was like, this is some of the sickest shit I've ever heard. And I said, I actually, believe it or not, man, I said something to the effect of, hey, yo, if this dude ever quits, I should be the vocalist for him. Ah. <laughs> and, and then this pops up and um, there was just, there was just some energy about it, man. I was already past the point where I was trying to do stuff for other people, you know, as far as like um, artistically and stuff. And I thought, my own project was starting to go well. So this was well past me making that decision. And the, the, whatever, whatever that call was, man, whatever the energy was coming out of this situation was so loud, man. I heard it. Um, and I submitted my audition. Um, and on the day that they said they'd email me back, I, um, I was sitting there staring at my phone basically and got a buzz and I passed. And, uh, it's been a, a whirlwind ever since, man. Um, it's been the most gruesome, like heavy, like just workload I've been through for music and, and actually getting replies for it and stuff. And, and I've done everything in my personal power to make it happen. I've, I'm almost out of possessions because I'm selling all of my stuff and um, I'm actually prepared to like let go of my car and I'm already making all of these like plans and getting rid of all of my stuff so I can afford it. And uh, I'm really trying to push the definition of um, giving it your all, leaving it all on the line. And, uh, I don't think this is going to be an opportunity that'll pop up again in my life, nor do I think will I receive the same amount of help and support. Um, I cannot express how much I want this to work out more than anything else ever. <laughs> it's, I, brother, you got, you got a lot of people behind you supporting you on this too that would absolutely kill and be like, holy shit, Matt made it. You know, like in, in, whatever, in whatever metaverse or multiverse that version of life exists. I, I I truly do hope that you make it, my friend. I uh, that's a that's a lot to hear too, man. Because I uh, I'm finally feeling humble in my older age, and uh, it's kind of painful because now I got all these people supporting me, <laughs> and, and I, I'm I'm really feeling their love and their energy, and and I know they won't think any less of me for for losing, you know, for lack of better words, but damn, have I never felt less about letting somebody down? Um, I got a lot of people helping me out. And then any any financial support people give me, every freaking cent is appreciated. But let me tell you something. When my broke-ass musician friends are donating, I just want you to know that y'all, y'all's money's feeling good. Because, you know, y'all are, taking a, y'all are taking that financial pause on y'all's dreams to help me out, bro. Y'all, y'all best believe every fucking dollar is, is keeping me alive and keeping me going. Um, so that part is a direct thank you, but, um, yeah, man, it's, uh, this, this is, this is my opportunity. Um, this is my thing. And, and I humbly think this is meant for me. Um, so I'm going to go take it. Well, let's, let's, uh, let's get to know Matt Foreman, the, 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 the guy before vocals. Let's, uh, let, let's paint the picture of how you kind of got into it and then we can kind of blend from there. Man, I, uh, I, I was fortunate that my uncle was like the cool rock and roll guy. Um, okay. and so my true, like truly my whole life, um, ever since a little kid, you know, it was metal horns because my uncle said it was cool. So it's cool. Um, and so it was ACDC and Van Halen and Motley Crue and Kiss, you okay. know, and then, okay. and then I, 
as you become a teenager, you know, I was like, yo, music is still cool. I feel like it's like a lifelong thing. <laughs> and then I was, I was 15 and then I got to hear, um, your Slipknot and your Corn and, and, and even, even your Pantera as far as like appreciating, um, you know, the riffs and stuff. Right. Um, but then at the same time I got into like Hawthorne Heights and had my little alternative spell. And right around that time, I'm like, you know, well, I'm sad too. Why can't I express my feelings? Why, why, why can't, why can't I be in a band? You know, like this, this is cool and real. Um, and I never thought I could be in a band because where I was from, it's something you got made fun of, you know, for, right. for being different and wearing your weird clothes and stuff. Um, but, uh, I moved to like Waco and I saw O Sleeper and, Dude, it's kind of a the rest is history type of thing. Oh, Sleeper brought this energy, and I didn't know shit about heavy music. All I knew is that they were electric and plugged in, and it was just the most epic like energy ever, man. And I was like, I want to do that. And the older I got, you know, my sound kept changing, and it kept getting heavier. And everybody, you know, they'd ask how my music's going, and they they still be like, "You still doing the heavy thing? The heavy thing? Oh, you're still doing the heavy thing?" Oh, the heavy and thing. Yeah, and as I got old enough to be like, you know, I'm not in a band to be cute. I'm in it because I love it. You know, right. I, I thought long and hard about what music I'm writing and why I'm writing it. And, and music can be, you know, heavy can be mature. Heavy can be adult, too. And uh, I love rock music. And then some of the best music I know is, is rock and roll, man. But heavy can be cool, too. Um, so that's the way we're going to keep it, man. So, um, yeah, I, uh, I've always just thought heavy music was cool. and finally finding my own personal sound and now that i'm finding you know who i am as a person as well this opportunity comes by and gives me a chance to to display that man because i think i kind of messed up as a young kid um with how i treated people on my way to try and be a dummy superstar so, <laughs> so uh i i mean w- w- you can get into anything as, as deep as you want to go this is this is you know the matt foreman show so um so so oh sleeper triggered something in you that was like oh wait a minute that's that that can be i can do that um what 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 how old were you about that age damn i was 15 okay and my my mom um her her husband uh heard about me talk or heard me talking about the show and essentially said dude you know you're you you definitely need to jump into making friends in your new city. And if you like music and think that's a place where you'll meet people that you like, then you should do it. And <laughs> that, that dude gave me a $15. He gave me $15 and it was a $10 show, I think, or a $5 show. Um, and it was down the road from my house. And um, yeah, I was 15 and I went there and Micah Kennard came out long hair very big just looked like a regal person that knew what they were doing and and i remember they they brought this energy that they have they have brought every show i've seen them more than any other band i've I've seen them i truly i've seen them i think 20 times i think man um and i've played with them like half of those times (laughs) Um, and, and they just bring this energy man like i i i remember watching this show in dallas one time um, and it ended around 9 p.m. And O Sleeper came up and said, hey, everyone, we're going to play a secret show. Exit the venue and come back in for a dollar. And it was sold out in like on the spot. And uh, they just bring this energy that I've always carried with me. So I, I, I wouldn't be half the front man that I am without that band. 
I can um, say as an O Sleeper fan myself, they were one of the first bands that yeah. I they, they, I would say that they were probably one of my gateway bands into absolutely the, it, just into the world of metal. And I was so ignorant to the fact of what there was happening at the time I was, you know, getting involved with heavy music just as a fan listener, like not music, yeah. but it was, it was like the heyday of up and coming bands. And I, I truly have enjoyed the times that I've been able to see them at, you know, dirty dog bar was my first spot seeing no yeah. sleeper. And it was prob and you probably were playing <laughs> as one of the opening <laughs> locals. So yeah, it's just, he, I think it's uh, wild that, you know, as far apart as we started our journey and now, you know, here we are talking about the same music that we both like and, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's wild what music can do and, and how far its reach is. So the fact that you are taking all of this energy that you've essentially told us you've had all your life and now you're committing to, like you said, you're willing to let all material possessions go except your dog that one except my dog baby <laughs> gotta, all day yeah we got to keep her around but the fact that you're willing to go this far even just to get the chance a knowing that you might not make it b but that one just man if they just love what you do that day because you have to be the best person on that day i think it's like it's like a football game you know whoever shows up to win on game day i think deserve you know the crown or whatever absolutely yeah but what are you how uh so i guess was there a criteria uh to to, to submit or what were the rules yeah there there, there was a handful actually one of the final things that drew me in as i had mentioned i was kind of over the whole like public grabs for spots and stuff um yeah there's like a handful of rules and it's the most organized audition i've ever seen um they they require you to speak um a mid-level of japanese okay. um which i had like obviously i do not speak fluent japanese uh but that's because i haven't had the fortune of um speaking with japanese people full time as i have with spanish speaking speaking people because that's where I grew up um, and I can speak Spanish. And so if I can speak Spanish at that, uh, that mid-level that they're asking in Japanese, if I were living in the land of Japanese born people, um, I would absolutely pick it up. So I did not allow that to stop me um, because music doesn't have a language. And if I'm living in someone's country, I damn well will learn their beautiful language because that's just how it should be. Yeah. I did. I didn't even know Crystal Lake was a Japanese band until like someone mentioned it here and I was it's like, Oh, because the majority of the songs that I heard are in English. So Yeah, they they, <laughs> they write in English and, and, and he uh Rio himself speaks very well English and he even has like a very Western tone to his voice and stuff. Um but yeah they, they write in English and they write very beautifully and stuff. Um but their team uh speaks a lot of Japanese and such. Um and they uh you know, but they were open to like all nationalities and, and genders and experience and stuff. And there's like a bunch of uh, 
uh, touring level musicians that are trying out right now that they've already toured the world and, and done that whole thing. So I'm coming uh, a lot hungrier than them. Um, but you know, they, they want you to, to learn Japanese. They want you to either live in Tokyo or be able to go to Tokyo full time. Um, I already told them I would be willing to move there and that I was already looking into Japanese lessons and stuff. Um, so I've made, made sure to show them I'm as willing and, and able to cooperate as I can be. Um, and I've already learned like 12 of their songs and such because they've really been putting me through the freaking ringer with it, man. So I, that was going to be my next question was, so you submit, I'm a, I was, I was assuming that one of the criteria was, okay, submit a, a video of you, uh, uh, demoing. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. My apologies. That was like the final thing was that they gave you an option of five different instrumentals. Um, and you were supposed to track um, and record a video to you performing from the waist up um, and submit it. Uh, they wanted to see like your facial mannerisms and such uh, with your profile picture and whatnot. And uh, and I did that. And I did Watch Me Burn. Um, there's a lot of good choices, too. Um, but Watch Me Burn hasn't been played live before. So I wanted to be Ooh. ambitious. Um, yeah. So I, uh, I tracked it with a really cool homie. Um, with Eric Jim up here in Portland. Um, that's like my freaking homie up here. He's the only reason I've been doing so well. And um, yeah, we tracked it. Um, and then I had a, a friend help me set up a small corner with like a cool basic background with some lights and stuff. And we shot like a quick video. I um, mean, we sent it in. Um, and two weeks later, they uh, after the deadline came, they hit me up. Um, and we've been in contact ever since. Um, I did a Zoom interview two weeks after that and did a performance over the video with them. Um, and then I recorded three more songs and sent it to them to show them that I could do it. And now they have me learning another three songs for my final performance. Um, so I'll be playing four tracks live um, at a secret Tokyo show um, for the final debut. Holy fucking bananas. <laughs> it's fucking huge, that dude. is, wow. That is a lot. Man. Yeah, there, it's the lot. most professional professional run I've ever been a part of, and I'm already honored to be this far. But I'm ready to take it all the way home because if this is how they want to roll, then I'm gonna die. And like, let's let's get together, let's tour the world, and let's put out some new music and be cool, man. I've never sounded heavier, um, and I'm ready to show them what's up. That's man. This is probably like the best version of the voice that I've ever heard of because it really. You know, I watch these music shows of just literally for the creation of it, how it, how an idea or, you know, something sparks and, you know, a riff or a bridge or a hook or whatever. And then you watch, yeah. and then you watch it just come to fruition. Uh, one of my favorites is, uh, oh God, it's on NBC with, uh, Ryan Tedder runs it, uh, with a couple other, oh my God, why can't I think of it? Anyway, you got talent. It, it'll come to me. It'll, it'll come to me. But it's like a it's like a the voice style show where they bring in people that have already done music and have like successful careers. But oh then, yeah. But then they but then they take take their song, retool it, and then deliver it to an artist where they're already shopping around for a song to be written for them and whatnot. But then I think it's Sumerian that started something on youtube uh God, oh yeah why can't I? oh it's called no cover it's called yeah. No cover and actually a san antonio band called morning sun 
gave it a run and they actually flew out and were in front of Alice Cooper and uh, Tobin Abasi and Gavin Rosdell. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mirror Lake from Houston did that too. Yeah, so it's like now hearing you going through this process with Crystal Lake and I saw the kind of like recap that they did. It was all in Japanese and I put on the subtitles and it had a heart attack. So I just watched it Mm -hmm. for what it was. And, you know, you had kind of timestamped somewhere around like five and a half or six minute mark was is yours. Yeah. And uh, I'll admit they actually had this kind of cool reaction to 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 yours. And I don't know if it was because of the song choice. Uh, I just I'll have to have somebody like translate your section for me <laughs> or I'll do it myself. So I had actually I actually went through the trouble of translating that oh, because perfect. I'm narcissistic and I, I have to know. Um, they said um they found it to sound amazing. Uh, one of them said, uh, I can't quite do that with my high streams. That's very cool. And the other one said, that sounds really amazing. It sounds thorough. Um, and so I very much appreciated what they had to say. They were nice. just straightforward about, about commenting on it. So, And I'm pretty sure that video is from before the initial email. Um, so the fact that they said that fresh, um, that, that made me feel pretty good and humble. Um, so I'm, I'm very much ready to bring them that full energy live because you know, I, people can love my sound and stuff, and I super fucking appreciate it. God knows I fucking work every day at, at how I sound. Um, but I really think a lot of my, my energy is in person as well. So I, I'll be super stoked to give it to them all, man. Oh, I can 100% vouch for your stage presence. I That's one of the things that I've always enjoyed, regardless of the project that you were in at the time on stage delivering that performance. It, it's always been this... Like you can tell, I mean, I don't want to say that not all musicians have, you know, the stage presence. I mean, it's, it's there. You just have to feel it and you gotta, you gotta, you know, let it out. But yours are some of the most like raw and, you know, like, you know, another guy that reminds me of, of, of that, like, uh, John from snake father, that dude, absolutely. I mean, facial expressions, body language. You he's can, all in. Yeah, dude, he's all in. And that's and so that's the category of, of, of vocalists that I'll put you in locally. I mean I mean there's plenty. There's obviously plenty. This is not a <laughs> this is no, not a absolutely, slight to anyone dude. Else. I, I yeah, no, I'm absolutely proud of John. His, anybody who dishes his drive is a freaking sucker, dude. Like Kids that dude that dude that dude is all fire and deserves every single thing he's got coming to him. If I don't see that dude on some well respected label getting him away from his day job by this time next year. Somebody's got a problem, man. I'm super <laughs> proud of that dude. Yeah. Um, I want him to have a lot going on. Um, and he seems to be starting to get real fucking busy. So keep that shit going, dude. So what's life like on the West coast since you moved? Cause, uh, you haven't been here in a hot minute. Yeah, it's been almost two years now. It's been the best thing ever for me. Um, I'm ready to come back. I actually have direct plans to come back. Uh, despite the Crystal Lake thing. If it uh, that was my plan before Crystal Lake came up, obviously if Crystal Lake comes through, I'm going to Tokyo. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, I was coming back to uh, pursue some some career opportunities and, and keep dead mouth going. Um, I got a couple of good guys here. They're really fucking badass. Um, and so, yeah, up here on the West Coast has been cool, man. The hiking's been cool. The health has been cool. Um, I've met some really cool people and found myself a little bit um, with this new fitness uh, lifestyle I've adopted. Um, I've been like feeling really good about it. And, uh, I feel like every single thing I've done to put effort into like 
you know, my self growth and like discovery and all that good stuff. Like I feel like it has led me to this point. And I feel like this opportunity is like the fruit of all of that labor. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah. yeah, all of my, I feel like I threw a boomerang of good intentions and effort out and I feel like it's coming back to me. Um, so either way, man, I feel like my next move is going to be the next level me. I just really hope it's a larger next level me. I think so, man. You know, I've, I've been, I didn't even, I totally missed the kind of birthday of the podcast. We entered our ninth year on November. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude, November 2nd or 4th. It's one of the two. I got it written down somewhere, but it was just interesting that this is such an integral part of my life now, just supporting musicians and getting to be, you know, behind the scenes and have these kind of intimate talks with guys like you just chasing dreams. And I didn't realize like I've almost got 10 years of, of, of kind of riding with you guys. So, (laughs) so when, when a chance like this pops up, it's just like, man, look at, you know, look at what you can accomplish if you just kind of, stay the path you know as they yeah say. after all this yeah yeah now now i'm throwing you know come and take it wants to bring me on as like uh like a talent buyer they want me to throw more shows uh we've we've talked to kick butt coffee they're down to sponsor us i'm trying to get some other sponsorships through like valhalla or you know i'd really like to get mohawk yeah. emo but you know, it's it, I don't That's know, how you man. build an empire, man. Yeah, dude. I just feel like, ah, man, there's something in the air. And I've, you know, a couple people have told me they're like, man, something feels like something's going to happen soon. Not like like in the good way, because no, of course I'm with it. man. I, I feel like the when I first started doing this in 2014, 2015, and then kind of, you know, hitting our stride in 2016. Those are some really fucking good years for local metal here in Texas. And How do you miss it? Uh, it, yeah, and and I just you know I walked past Dirty Dog Bar a couple weeks ago, and it's and it's like it's like we just left, like nothing has changed in there. There's still shit laying on the floor, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. It, it's just like man, why why can we not resurrect that and and you know let more dreams get get laid out on the floors there? So, um, mm-hmm. you know, I wish you nothing but the best, man. Uh, oh, Ty, I totally forgot how how did it feel getting the email i felt i see I, I see it as like you unrolling this scroll uh, uh just like <laughs> and, and it's just like in japanese and you're like fuck I, you know google translate or something you know something fuck, very yeah. impressive or or but how did how did um, that go yeah actually so it kind of went like i thought it would and it ended up feeling shocking in the moment so i was just sitting on my couch and they said that they would contact everyone if they pass by this day or whatever and i i sat down around six or so and i said all right man now around seven seven thirty it's gonna be like midday over there so i assume i'll get a i assume i'll get an email hopefully um etc cetera, etc cetera. and right when i was kind of relaxing and forget about it about an hour later around seven fifteen, i uh my phone buzzes and i look down and it's an email and my brain processes it all in a second. And I said, there's no fucking way right now because I had said to myself humbly, I'm not saying that I'm going to get invited, but I am saying that if I get invited, I feel like I'll go all the way. Right. And I opened, I opened the email and it said, hi, Matt. 
congratulations, you passed the first stage. And I stopped right there and I screamed and I, <laughs> I, I did scream and I, I, uh, I like squeezed my phone until it creaked. Um, oh, man. <laughs> and I, I said, I said, holy fuck, I got it. Um, and my around? roommate, my two roommates and my girlfriend, nice. um, and, uh, yeah. And I, I stood up and I was like, Oh my fucking God, I got it. And they go, what? That's awesome. And they were immediately showing love. And, um, I, I actually had an anxiety attack and I had to sit down. (laughs) (laughs) I had like a genuine, like medical grade, like something's wrong, had to sit down type of thing. Um, and I, I sat there for about an hour and I contemplated it all. And, uh, when I settled down, I kind of said, all right, man, it's time to put everything on hold and catch this W. And so, yeah, I replied back and I said, thank you so much. It's an honor. I immediately bought my ticket. Um, and yeah, that, that it's went from there, man. I've just been doing everything I can. You bought your tickets same day. Oh yeah. As soon as they said you passed, I I didn't let anything happen. I wasn't going to let a stray bill hit my account. I wasn't going to let any emergency coming up. Um, I just dropped all of my cash. It was every, it was every, truly every dime I've had. I had, it was my entire savings. Um, I dropped it. Then they changed the date. And so I had to spend an extra 400, which was my whole next check. And I still did it. All right. Because money will not be why I get held back on this opportunity. So I I spent every dime and then some, and without my homies helping me and, and, and pitching in, you know, I wouldn't have been able to take care of my responsibilities. Um, so I wouldn't be anything literally without my people. Um, so I've been hustling, man, and I just really don't want it to be for nothing. Well, dude, I, again, I, I wish you nothing but the best. And, you know, this is one of the reasons why I continue to do this. And I know I say it every, every episode, but I I would not have a passion project if you guys did not. So, you know, this, you know, this is, this is my thank you. This is my, you know, my minimal effort to try and, and, you know, at a minimum, get your story out there. So, you know, if somebody's on the edge of not chasing that dream, they'll be like, dude, listen to this guy. This guy's dropping everything, you know, learning new land, potentially learning new languages and, and just going for it. You know, maybe I should too. And I feel like everybody needs that little, that little nudge, uh, from, from time to time. So, uh, you know, Matt, you got any final shout outs before I let you go, man? Man. Um, hell yeah, dude. Eric Jim with helping me with my sounds. Um, AJ Channer with fire from the gods for just kind of like mentoring me kind of quietly and just like <laughs> essentially telling me to stay calm and, and, and take it home. Um, and I just, yeah, my immediate group of uh, friends and supporters in the scene and one more shout out to, in all seriousness, um, the other musicians who are, are pitching in and giving me support of all kinds. Um, I know it's hard for everybody out there and, um, you know, I'm, I'm nobody and I don't need to be, um, some big somebody, man, but I'm just trying to like fill my own shoes. So I appreciate everybody and we're going for a win. That's it, man. Hey, regardless of what happens, uh, I, I feel like if you hadn't given it all this, uh, you know, you'll, you'll look back when you're 50 or something and be like, man, fuck, if I'd have just been like 10 more percent more this. So, um, you got you got the full weight of the podcast behind you, bro, and and we'll try and 
get the message out uh, bright and early and and just, you know, get it in as many ears as possible. Right on, brother. Thank you so much, man. You be good, man. All right. Later, buddy. Bye.